Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. A Thousand Fractals, Bay Leaves, and the Strangeness of Double Yolks. This episode centers around transformation and rebirth, with a blend of speculative fiction and creative nonfiction. Our first piece is a delightfully fulfilling transformation not for the speaker, but for her grandmother. It's called Underage. It was written by Jessica June Rowe and published in Atlas and Alice on April 8th, 2021. Enjoy. I watched my grandmother age backward. Black finds its way into her brittle gray ends and seeps upward, her hair growing fuller, hiding the speckled patches of her scalp. Her skin smooths and thickens, no more bruises and purple-pinched veins. She leaves indents in the armrests when she pushes out of her wheelchair. When the window won't open, she breaks the glass with her IV stand. It's a four-story fall to the ground, but she pilots her hospital gown like a wingsuit, gliding down in slow, shrinking circles. She lands in a roll that turns into a crawl. It feels like it all happens in a blink. Her hair is short again, dark wisps on her young head, and her hands and knees must be so soft, must be burning on the hot sidewalk. A woman walking out of the fertility clinic spots my grandmother, all alone in the hospital courtyard, and rushes over. She picks my grandmother up, wrapping her in the hospital gown, turned wingsuit, turned swaddling blanket. The woman looks around in confusion, left, right, then up. I pull away from the window. When no one appears, the woman holds her tighter and sniffs, inhaling the scent of her newborn skin and fighting off her own tears. It must tickle, my grandmother laughs. I'm still hidden out of sight, but through the broken glass I can still see her, a thousand fractal versions of her, the courtyard, the blanket, the hospital room, the woman, myself. I see the woman's confusion turn to wonder, to determination, and, after a moment of hesitation, she sprints toward the parking garage. I lean back out the window to watch her run. From over the woman's shoulder, my grandmother takes her thumb out of her mouth to wave goodbye. Jessica June Rowe is an author, playwright, and the fiction editor of Exposition Review, 
and her own writing has been featured on multiple pages and stages, as well as stamped in concrete on one sidewalk in Valencia, California, where she currently lives. You can find her on Twitter at WillWriteForChai, or on her website at WillWriteForChai.com. Our second piece merges the mythical with the mundane and a unique supermarket find. It's called The Wishbone. It was written by Sylvia Petter and published by Reflex Fiction on April 19th, 2017. Enjoy. The Wishbone. At the supermarket today, I found a phoenix. It lay there plucked like any other bird, larger than a chicken, more slender than a goose. It was on sale. I don't usually buy what I don't know, but I was curious. I removed a small bag tucked deep inside it, containing its head, claws, heart, liver and kidneys, which I placed in a pot to boil into stock. I added a bay leaf, salt, pepper. The bird's body I carefully clipped into four. The breast meat was lean, the thighs plump, the wings slender. I added the stock and some sweet paprika and let the bird simmer for almost two hours. It was, after all, a fairly old bird. Some say that the phoenix lives for 1,400 years before it can be reborn. They don't always have to be ashes. It can just decompose. There'd been no age on the label and no use-by date, which probably accounted for the sale. I wondered how it would taste, whether I should invite others to share my meal. What if I imploded or simply soared? Would there be an outbreak of salmonella? Salmonella in Phoenix, I giggled. The bird was getting to me. I laid the drumsticks and wings out on a platter surrounding the tender pieces of breast. Did I dare taste? Would it not kill me? Or would it allow me to rise above my anxiety and let me soar with a paprika kick? I pushed at the breast meat and uncovered a wishbone. It glowed with a come-hither look. Come ride me, it said. I brought the white bone to my lips and scraped off clinging slivers of flesh with my teeth. Closing my eyes, I breathed in deeply. Then I took off. Sylvia Petter, an Australian in Austria, writes short, long, serious, sexy, and fun. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Sylvia A. Petter or on her website at sylviapetter.com. Our final piece is about eggs. But it's not just about eggs. Eggs are the lens through which we see the speaker's trajectory and the medium through which we see her change. It's titled, The Way a Person Does One Thing is the Way They Do Everything, Eggs. 
It was written by Lindsay Danis and published in Macromike on March 22nd, 2021. Enjoy. When you crack eggs, is the yolk whole or runny? Is it yellow like buttercups, yellow like an Easter dress, or is it gold instead? Is the white jelly thick, the shell farm fresh, and freckled with chicken shit and feathers? How do you crack eggs? When you separate eggs, do you do it like your mother showed you back when you were a girl who wore dresses? And if it wasn't your mother who showed you, then who taught you about eggs? How do you separate the white from the yolk, and for what purpose? In culinary school, we were slow to separate our eggs into plastic measuring cups. We talked while we worked, marveling at the one in a thousand strangeness of double yolks. We thought we knew eggs, we knew nothing. At the university cafe, my first job, I cracked flats of eggs into large metal pitchers, 80 or 90 at a time. The grumpy baker told me to take one in each hand and smash them together lightly. One egg would crack the other. He sighed as he pulled eggshells out of my pitcher, but he was always sighing over something, so I didn't pay him any mind. At the Irish bar, I cracked my eggs slowly, slowly, and always right before I ran upstairs to the stove to boil cream for whiskey-flavored custard. I was a ghost in a gray basement, but I was still sure it would get better than this. In downtown Boston, however I cracked eggs wasn't good enough. I was supposed to crack them open with one hand, then pour egg into the other and cradle soft yellow yolk while white slipped through the sieve of my fingers. My hands did a one-two waltz, but left never trusted right. At the California bakery, we were instructed to lay a dozen boxes of eggs across the metal table, their flaps interlocking. We had to break six at a time into a bowl and scoop out yolks with one hand. The whites were dumped into buckets where they became someone else's project. Overlooking Ferry Plaza, I crack my eggs with a sheet of parchment paper laid underneath a 30-count flat, one egg in each hand. One sharp wrap and I pull open the shell with my thumb and pinky, deposit the spent shell in the flat, pass the second egg to my left hand, reach underneath with my right for another egg, and in between, find time to wrap, crack, slip. If you are not sure, bits of shell will go everywhere and you will have to chase them up the bowl with your pointer finger. So I sway, letting hands lead body in an unobserved and holy egg dance. I am sure, I am sure, I am sure. Lindsay Danis is a Hudson Valley-based writer whose work has appeared in Long Reads, New World Writing, and the Sunlight Press, among other places. You can find her on Twitter at Lindsay Danis, on Instagram at lindsay.danis.writer, or on her website at lindsaydanis.com. Micro is edited and curated by Dylan Evers. Our social media is managed by fellow curator M.M. Kaufman, and the show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. Our theme song is by Matt Ordez. You can find all the information about this episode's writers, their featured work, and the publications where they were published, as well as a transcription of this episode in the show notes. 
Find more of our shows wherever you listen to podcasts or check out our website at micropodcast.org. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening. <laughs>